And then we're gonna do this. Fuck your life! Bing bong! Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 210 of Big Trouble Podcast. I'm Joe Dubs. I'm Andy. I'm not living. Dirty Jaguar. Guy Pierce is Dirty Jaguar. And... And if you if you're on YouTube or if you're on Twitch, if you notice, I don't know if you can notice, but Guy Pierce back there, or Lenny, or Sammy, or whatever, whatever his fucking name is, um, he's we're doing Memento. We're doing Andy's rotation of psychological thrillers. Uh, first up is Memento. Uh, but before we get into that, guys, what the hell you've been watching, playing, or doing? You gotta yep. choose who goes first. <laughs> Oh, Chaz, go you go first. That's not <laughs> yeah. grammar. That's spelling. Uh, well, I don't know spelling, Kyle. I take it how it is. You can't even fucking say it right. You have no r- fucking leg to stand on. It's fat, Pierce, right? Yeah, there it is. It's fat. I'm making bleep. Chaz, no, I, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, Guy I, Pierce. This is the only movie I've ever seen him in. That's not yeah, true. That can't Iron be Man true. 3. You watched Iron Man three. Yeah, you watched that movie. <laughs> I didn't even know. I didn't even know who the fuck he was. You've seen. You've seen Rover. I watched it with you. I didn't even know he was fucking. We in all it. watched. We all watched Rover together. Yeah, that was yeah, like my, in my that... intro into curation. He's also he's guy, at L.A. Confidential, but I don't he's know like the he's guy I always see in a movie and I never remember who he is. That's what Memento's about. He's generic, good-looking guy. Ironically, don't good remember looking. the guy. He has from horse Memento. teeth. He has horse teeth. Listen, he's an attractive ass horse. Fuck that horse. I mean, I'm not, I'm not gay, but twenty dollars is twenty dollars. All right, tell us what you did. Tell us about how you fuck horses over the weekend. I'm, I'm talking about it. I'm, I'm basically Loki reincarnated. Yeah. Uh. Anyway. Uh. Yeah. Played Forza. Yeah. Sure. There it is. Uh. I don't know if you saw the picture. I literally just finished it. Yeah. Uh. Finally did all the eliminator challenges. Uh. Won my seventh one like 30 minutes before we got on here uh yeah i'm that asshole but while uh, studying right while stu- yeah listen <laughs> you don't know how much you can do with those audio clips you're just listening and just sitting there taking it in so it's pretty cool but yeah uh aside from that i've not really played any other video games uh i've been goofing off with pokemon cards like randomly just like anytime i'm out in public if there's a place where i can go stop and buy like oh they got a little tin box here and it's it's an evolution i better buy that because i can justify it or whatever nonsense, because my daughter's name's Evie. It's dangerous because it used to be like, oh, I gotta go to a card shop or, or like a bookstore to buy magic cards when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Pokemon cards are everywhere. They're at Walmart, GameStop, Dollar General. I I bought a pack at a Love's Truck Stop. Yeah, Pokemon, uh, they, we sell them at work. We sell them at the pharmacy where I work. Pokemon cards are in every store now. So it's it's. I mean, it's like having heroin available in every street. <laughs> no, it really is. It's like, well, I've, I've already done buying my drugs. I better go ahead and buy these Pokemon cards while I'm waiting. Yep. But been looking at like the new set that's coming out, and we we're just talking beforehand how uh, the newest set that drops next week. It's in, it's been out in Japan for a few weeks, but it'll be out in uh, in the U.S. next week. And on, really cool arts. They already announced are, the set after that for November. They have. Yeah, uh, it's looking pretty sweet. But uh, the cards are expensive. There's some hype on some cards. Garatine is the face like featured card, and it's big deal but anyway uh yeah mostly just that and again studying um I'm trying to think if i watched anything uh spoilers i watched a, a film that we're going to talk about later and <laughs> boy oh boy that was an experience uh and then in order to balance out the books because i don't want to ruin what, what it was or anything uh, i watched SummerSlam 1992 
because uh, 30 year anniversary just came up. Uh, it's great, great little setup. So did that. Uh, compared to 93, uh, it was a lot better. But uh, I bet. But 93 was still good. It was okay. So anyway, that's that's all I got. I didn't do much of anything. It's kind of boring. Work sucks. I got a cold. All right. Colds. Uh, Zach, what about you? Guy Guy Pierce's Dirty Jaguar. Go. Um, I have been reading fuck out of some comic books. I just read two uh, crowdfunded comics I bought. I, re- I read uh, Jawbreaker's Grand Bazaar uh, from my boy Zach, Richard C. Meyer. It was, it was all right. It was pretty good. I'm probably going to get the next one and see where it goes from there, see how I feel about it at that I, point. I feel like he – you don't hear about him a lot anymore because uh, I I watch a lot of EVS's streams, Yeah, and I don't see him there anymore. I don't know if there's any drama. I don't care for it, but I'm guessing there probably was if they're not talking about him anymore. No, there's no drama. Oh, okay. Uh, he hates live streams. Oh, okay. He just refuses to participate in live streams at all. Gotcha. So that's why he's like, it's like he started this whole thing. Uh, John Malin, the guy that wrote and drew the other book I'm going to talk about, he put it best. It's like, imagine if George Washington started the Revolutionary War and moved to Canada. That's pretty much what happened. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, yeah, uh, I also read Graveyard Shift, uh, Volume 1 and 2 by John Malin, and um, he had a writer, I think, help him with the, uh, the story. I can't remember the guy's name at the moment, um, but it was cool. Basically, it was like, it's like, imagine um, your typical, like, horror monster characters, but everything's all shifted around. It's kind of like a weird, uh, like a hit squad, and Van Helsing is the evil bad guy who's apparently a werewolf and he becomes president of the United States <laughs> and he serves Dracula. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. It's, it's, it's fun. Uh, the art's great too. Uh, he's obviously, uh, he took inspiration from Rob Liefeld and stuff. And I mean that in a good way because it's like, he kind of took his style and he like ran with it and modernized it the way I look. Or pouches. No, there's not. There's no. He doesn't do pouches. Digital pouches. No, there's no digital pouches. <laughs> but he does like similar like costume designs from like that harken back to that time. I get a feeling um, you like Dracula. Uh, it just that just I forgot that was even like a thing. But yeah, I I bought those. It was like, oh yeah, I need to read those next. I never read them yet. It was like, oh, I just got finished doing Dracula. Now I'm reading this graveyard shift book. It's kind of funny. Zach goes on to say, I beat some Castlevanias. I watched uh, I watched a, a blood blood stain in the night. Cat Dracula X. Uh, I like I like horror shit. Did you guys not know that yet? Yeah, two weeks um, from now, he's like, I ate like seven bowls of Count Chocula without stopping. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that'll be the next box of cereal I'll buy. Um, I watched all of yeah. True Blood. I didn't like it, but I did it. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't watch that bullshit. Um, oh, don't, don't not. I mean, there are certain parts of that show that are not too bad. I'll defend it. I'll die on that hill. Uh, it, it is kind of bad, though. But I beat Metal Gear 2. I beat, like, it's funny no, because I think I, I beat, uh, I think I got a quarter of the way through it, stopped for like two weeks. And it was like Sunday night. I was like, fuck it, I'm going to beat this game. And I sat down and played it for like six hours and beat it. I saw those How pictures. You it? photoshopped those. Those were Photoshop pictures. That's, that's fake news. I want to see it again. 
to take Absolutely. Polaroids of it. Polaroids, <laughs> oh, I can remember. <laughs> Looks like me and Andy has to catch up. Yeah, what'd you say, Andy? You're saying something. Uh, how long is that game, anyway? Uh, it's roughly eight oh, hours. Oh, it's about the same. I guess yeah. it's not so bad. For some reason, I thought it was like 15 hours. And I was no, like, no, damn! No. But no, I could have missed it. No, no, no. Backtracking it, 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 is annoying in this one compared to one, though. Yeah, the backtracking is a little tougher in this game because, I don't know, the layout is kind of similar. And you think you can take shortcuts that are suddenly taken away from you and you can't take them anymore. you got to figure out a different way to got to f- learn your new route. But uh, good game. We'll talk about it later. And that's all I did. All right, I'll go. Um, I failed my homework because I remember the last time you were like, Dob, you should uh, watch a good, good Dragon Ball. And my friends are like, we don't want to watch Dragon Ball. We're going to watch a Gundam. So I watched... Shit, I, I got to cut you off. Shit, I, wa- I watched the new Dragon Ball movie. Holy shit, it was awesome. Okay, <laughs> go on. I'll stop. Andy, we haven't watched this movie because holy shit, it's great. That's all I'll say. Go I mean, you, you already saw it. Like, what's the point? Because I, it, that, it was that good. I'd watch it again. No, so, I, I don't. I mean, you don't have to go to it again. Just I'll, I'll just see it you know, uh, streaming one day. He's oh not man, see it. it's like five years later. Andy, did you watch a Dragon Ball movie? They, oh, they yeah. finally did. They finally did justice. Our best it's, it's not. Our it's not as fun. It's not as fun when you miss it. Oh man, uh, I had a chance to go and say, so did the wedding thing. That's I had to jump on my my opportunity, but anyway, sorry, Dubs. Continue. I railroaded you there. It's okay. You should watch Dragon Ball. I will. Yeah, but uh, I, I watched Gundam 0080. I don't know if I'm saying it right. Double O eighty. Double O eighty. I say it literally. Double O eighty, double O eighty three, etc. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I, I liked it. It's a short one, six episodes. Uh, I, short and sweet. I was fucking Bernie. I was like listening to his voice and I'm like, Snake? Snake? Snake, mm-hmm. and then I'm like, oh shit, it's David Hater. Yep. And I was like, holy crap. And then you know we watched it. Uh, fuck Al, by the way, that kid. That kid caused everything. Um, and he should be jailed. Uh, it's uh, it's complicated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I enjoy the eight. Uh, I I think my aesthetic is eighties uh, anime because uh, I like we the. Need ar- to watch Stardust Memory next. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Stardust memory is awesome. Stardust yeah, memory, they're... Stardust memory does everything that War of the Pocket did, and like turns it up to fucking eleven. <laughs> but uh, I, what I, the, the two animes that we watched over the weekend, me and my friends, uh, had to do with like how War is just fucking terrible. Because at the end, like spoiler alert, uh, Al is like, <laughs> he sees his uh, friend or neighbor and shit, uh, and Bernie fighting in their little mechs and shit, and like. <laughs> and get fucking killed uh, by Christina or Christy, whatever her name is, the redhead. Uh, and he's just like in shock at the end. He's like, and then he cries at the end in the school while the school's all fucking in rubble and shit. And I, and he's like, finally, it's not cool anymore. <laughs> like all these mechs in war are real. <laughs> like people die when uh, shit happens. So we went to the next d- depressing anime and we watched Jinro. Um, Jesus Christ! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did you watch the movie? Yeah, Is the movie. Mm. Oh, okay. Oh, that movie. It, it's animated, so gorgeous, and I really, really like that movie. But there's a lot of um, they do that stupid uh, um, uh, Red Riding Hood and the Wolf metaphor, and they just like 
beat they pound it. with it. They, yeah. it like, eventually, it's like, I fucking get it! <laughs> but it's My, fine. Still a great movie. I, I was a little drunk at this movie, so when she was reciting, you know, the Little Red Riding Hood, I'm like, shoot the bitch, I'm tired of this story. <laughs> <laughs> By that point. <laughs> and I'm not gonna spoil it because it is a good movie, so I recommend it. Um, I read more of Brandon Sanderson's The Way of the Kings of the Stormlight a series. There's like fucking five, and this has like 2,000 pages, and I'm like, I don't know if I'm ever gonna f finish a series because I don't have all the time in the world. Uh, but as as you can tell, I keep I just keep on buying books. That's like my new drug. Um. Making backlogs because you never know when the world's gonna end. Because gotta make everything physical. Um, I started because I've been on this Stephen King uh kind of drug right now. Uh, I've been watching a lot of Stephen King movies, so I started the Old Pet Cemetery movie. Uh, liked it. Uh, saw Misery because you brought up Misery, Chaz. The fucking movie's insane. I bet you the book is even more insaner. Uh, and then I watched a new CBS part of it uh, the stand and what's funny about that is that amber heard is in that fucking series so every time i see her i'm like she shit the bed she shit the bed and she's not a great actress like her i'm surprised you'd watch it aren't you about to read it you should read it first right yeah i i'm weird though i kind of want to see if the this show or series will click click with me um but i heard the book is better than uh the series i know they made a 90s one as well and i heard the 90s series is better than the two uh the recent one uh absolutely yeah, if you're gonna watch either watch the one from the 90s um oh shit what's the dude it's the guy he's got... in alien are you talking about the guy who was lieutenant Bill dan I, I can't remember now I, i'd have to look at it i haven't watched that in a long time but yeah lieutenant dan think... got no legs i think he's in it mm -hmm. yeah Gary Sinise, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sinise, that's mm -hmm. it. Yeah, and I'm trying to think what else gaming-wise. I didn't. I mean, I played Skyrim again. Um, I beat my first dragon, and now I'm learning uh, from the graybeards how to use my uh, my my shouting. So. <gasps> yeah, <laughs> I didn't know I had to like switch into like dashing. So every time he's like, "You need to dash," and I just kept on screaming at him. He's like, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what to do. But yeah, that's all I've done. Andy, what about you? What the hell have you been watching, playing, or doing? A uh, big part of my free time was soaked up by a road trip to the cheese state to see a wedding. So I listened to a whole lot of satellite radio. Yeah. Uh, other than that, um, I, don't, I watched a bunch of dumb YouTube shit about Pokemon, and I played a bunch of Pokemon Legends Arceus. I said last week I want to complete the Pokedex in, in Legends Arceus. And a big part of it has been trying to get all hundred whatever of those stupid Wisps. I hate I hate that the, there's only one prize for getting all the Wisps, and it's a Pokemon I don't even fucking like, but I have to do it if I'm going to complete the Pokedex. Fucking Spiritomb. Can you yeah. trade in that game? I can't remember. I I'm not sure. I know oh. you can go to that woman that's next to like the main building and I think you can battle. I don't remember if you can trade or not. You can you can battle. I can't remember if you can trade between the games or not. Um I mean if I'm not saying take the cheaty way out, but if there is such thing as trading for that, um I'm happy to, to help you because some oh, of those I've, things are I've, utter bullshit. I'm at hundred and one, so I'm almost done now. <laughs> oh, okay. That's fair. 
Now, and and also like it's still it's you know it's the experience that I'm after too. Like I, I was thinking about this and I want to complete the national Pokedex, but I don't know how to do it and it feel accurate because I'm just gonna import all the Pokemon into uh, Pokemon Home and it's gonna like plug in a bunch of spots for me. So I don't really know the most efficient way to go about it. And plus, from what I understand, um, people only complete what's called the living Pokedex, which is Pokemon that we have access to right now. I guess there's a bunch of Pokemon that just, like, sucked, so they just yeah, Sword don't Shield. bother. <laughs> so Sword Shield was the first of its kind where they just said, we're not going to do the Well, yeah, Pokedex they just have anymore. a regional Pokedex, and you can't even import the other Pokemon. I fucking hate that. That's so stupid. Yeah. But at least they got Pokemon Home. And I don't yet know what the deal is going to be with Scarlet and Violet, but whatever. Yeah. And well, I, I, I didn't go. even get I didn't even get Shining Pearl or Brilliant Diamond or whatever. So you can use those to bank them, and you could also use Pokemon Go to bank your Pokemon for Pokemon Home. I just yeah, looked it up. We can trade in Arceus. So if they, if you get through that, and you're like I'm not I'm done with this bullshit with thing, and you want Spiritomb, I'll just trade it to you. Well, like I said, I'm at 101. I think it's 106. I think I just need five more yeah. Wisps, and they're all in the alabaster snowlands area or whatever but that's all i did uh just a bunch of pokemon bullshit i wanted to start metal gear but it's like i had to go to a wedding at a dentist appointment i just had a bunch of like life the last week but i did get to watch memento one and a half times which we will now discuss uh, what <laughs> okay um I, I know that usually when we, we go to talk about the movie, it's like, well, this movie's about this. and blah, 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 blah. Uh, If you haven't seen Memento, I guess watch it, because I'm just going to spoil the shit out of it just right away. Yeah, and is in this type of film, you really can't go from beginning to end, even if you did try it, because it's all over the fucking place because of memories. Yeah, bas- basically, Guy Pierce is this guy, Leonard, um, uh, Leonard Shelby, and... Um, people broke into his house and raped and killed his wife and like caused brain damage to him and now he has no short-term memory anymore and he used to be an insurance adjuster so he's good at investigating or something he says and uh, the whole movie is told in reverse order that's like the gimmick to this movie because otherwise it's just like kind of an interesting noir um mystery but because it's in reverse order, there's a, like if you they figured out a way to build a whole movie around aha moments It's basically what it is. The movie cheats because whenever you're watching something or reading or playing, you get that aha moment. It's uh, would you kindly or it's his sled or, you know, what's in the box or whatever. There's like a surprise and you kind of like put everything together. Well, this movie does that 15 times, 20 times. Yeah, but oh, that's what that was. Oh, he wasn't. He wasn't drinking. It's a weapon. Christopher Nolan does a great thing where it keeps you guessing, even if you think you have the answer. Because even when you get to the end of this movie, you're just like, "Wait, is he? Is he just you know?" Because he knows his condition. He never wants to get out of this uh, situation of finding out his killer. Or if you if you want answers, do not watch this movie. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's it's definitely open interpretation. I think the, the big thing with this too is that I wouldn't so much call it a gimmick as what they're trying to do is they're trying to create the the idea for the viewer that you all like you were basically living in his shoes, even though you're watching it as a third person and seeing the memories. You're you're actively watching his memories as if you were trying to remember yourself, and it's to kind of put you in the shoes of the person that would have interrogate amnesia. Doc talk. Uh, but, uh, anyway, that's, uh, to me, that it's a, it's a really neat idea. Cause like, it's a unique thing. Like how many other films 
take that actual trope. It's one thing to start in the end of your movie and show it and then go back and cut back and forth, but to actually uh, to, to actually try to take those pieces apart and then to see the story unravel and then flip itself on its head and unravel again and everything is pretty cool. The real star of this fucking movie where he's like, yeah, I told my boss and we're just going to jip you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mark Moon Jr. Yeah. Quite a regular in Nolan's films, by the way. He, he's in a ton of the uh, like different films over the years for Nolan's, and especially in the Batman films. He's the uh, like random corrupt cop. Flash. You got it. Yeah. Uh, somebody said you could trade Pokemon in Pokemon. Yep. yep. Person, person, sixty-nine, sixty-nine. There you go. Um. Nice, 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 nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, like it is his memories are all broken, um, and how he remembers things is how a police officer does things or an investigator, where he writes down facts as he says. But are they facts? You don't know, and because you have the uh, this narrator who is unreliable <laughs> to tell a story, uh, you're kind of just along for the ride. Uh, and you, you kind of see who's an asshole and who is not like when Trinity, Everyone, it turns it, out. Yeah. yeah. There's not a good person in this film. Even the one that's like probably as harmless as possible, which is the person jipping no. him in the hotel. Yeah, everyone's everyone's an asshole. The, the guy, the guy in the hotel is cheating him. Uh, Natalie is using him. Teddy is using him. The other guys are drug dealers. I, I don't, I don't think we encounter a good person in this whole movie. No, no. Uh, Natalie is the one that pissed me off the most because after watching his movie so many times, I always thought like Natalie was like the good one. Uh, keep in mind, I didn't pay attention uh, probably the other times, but like when she that was, matters, when, that matters a lot. Yes, <laughs> when, when when she was beaten up, I I thought she was beaten up by the Dodd guy, and that's why they made a. Well, that's what she says. I mean, yeah. It's a lie. Everyone, everyone's a liar in this movie. I mean, even at the end, when Teddy reveals all that stuff, it's like that could everything there could just be a lie. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's that's the big thing is everything that's said there could also just be bullshit, um, and that's what's so neat about it. But throughout the movie, because I know traditionally we'll go through these movies and we'll just show each piece. This is the like probably the least viable movie to do that with because it's a fracture the way it is. Uh, but that being said, one thing that's important about this film as you're watching it, because uh, and Andy, maybe this is why you said you watched it one and a half times. It's actually a really good idea to watch this film through and then go, or start like halfway through toward the end and then watch and then go back through. Or It's watch. funny you should mention that because yeah. in 2000 something, I don't know. I think the Blu-ray does this too, but they released like this collector's edition of the DVD and it's neat because it mm-hmm. looks like a, like a, like a doctor's form. It has all the psychiatric paperwork on it. Mm-hmm. It's got it's gotta get watch. I like that too. Um, oh, that's cool. There's all this fake paperwork in it. It's really it, it reminds me a lot of like a Criterion edition without being one. Uh-huh. But anyway, disc two, which is in my Xbox right now, disc two contains and it's hidden, which is really cool because from the main menu, you have to select a clock, and then there's like a series of five questions that are like memory-based questions. And you have to answer C on every single one. And some of them are weird. It's just like two women whispering. And it's like, are they laughing at you? And A, B, C, T, E. You got to choose C on every single one. And then it shows four out of out of 
sequence pictures of a woman changing a tire, and you have to put them in order. And once you do that, it starts playing the movie, but all the scenes are put in perfect chronological order, and you can't rewind or fast forward or skip chapters. What? That's awesome. I want to watch it's, this film that way now. It's like, I, I don't even think it's, it's not, ever, there's no back of the box either. So, but uh, they don't advertise it. It's just like a hidden special feature that puts the entire movie in chronological order. And I've always wanted to watch it. And I started watching it, but I ran out of time before we had to start uh, recording. But it, it does exactly what it says. It just, re- it even plays the credits first and it scrolls them upwards. <laughs> Oh yeah, we're we're gonna talk after this because uh, I I have stuff to do. Holy shit, I didn't know that existed. Yeah. I was today years old when I learned that. This is one. Yeah. Well, I won't, I won't go about how I feel about the movie yet, but anyway. Uh, that that being said, uh, the the point I was getting at is throughout the film, um, you know, they do the things where they break each scene up, where they show him in black and white as he's talking, and he's giving you the story about um, Sammy oh, Sammy Jenkins. Jenkins. Jenkins, yeah. uh, but as he's telling you that he's telling you these different things related to memory loss, like about how you condition and he, and you know, when he's talking to Natalie's character too, he talks about how when he can't, uh, because things are fractured for him, you know, or if he does something, you know, he has to trust his gut and that's why he does the things he does where he is, he writes on himself and he's like, eh, I have to rely on these t- things as facts, you know, um, but it doesn't matter if I forget if I find the killer or not, it's, it's okay because I know it happened. And, you know, just because I close my eyes doesn't mean the universe stops. It's one of the big quotes in the film. Um, or I think it's something like that. It's not take it verbatim, but uh, the whole point of that is he's actively telling you right there, what's going to happen at the end. Like mm-hmm. even though the sequence is there because he's building up to show you that even though he's, he's using all these things to help justify his own narrative, he's actually just as valuable in terms of being able to, uh, to hold together his memory, especially that, if people start to manipulate it. That's what I meant by there's no good people in this movie because even the protagonist is a murderer. Yeah. Well, and like he he's even like, oh, you, uh, you want me to solve puzzles? I'll fucking solve a puzzle. I'll, I'll solve a puzzle to death and you'll get it. And, you know, it's, I mean, it's possible that Teddy's to blame. We don't know that for a fact, but basically he just establishes, okay, I'm a murderer. I guess I'll, I'll set myself up to murder you. <laughs> yeah, because e- even Teddy's an unreliable person because, A, he's a liar. He's clearly a scumbag, yeah. Yeah, and you don't know if he actually did kill the real uh, John G because he was killing every John G or Jimmy G or whatever, uh, probably for the cop's gain because that 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 uh, person who that is uh, his dirty Jaguar, the one that they killed uh, at the end, um, he, you know, is he just killing off John G and stealing drug money? You, you don't know that because you just don't know. And that's where it comes in with his wife. Uh, was she raped? We don't know because because Teddy threw in that line. She was a diabetic. And he's like, no, she wasn't a diabetic. But then you can't rely on uh, what's his name? I'm just going to call him Guy Pierce because. Lloyd, Lenny, Lenny. Lenny. He hates that. Don't call him that. His wife called him Lenny. He hates that. Yeah. yeah. There's actually a good a good theory there. We'll get to it a little bit later, but finish about the yeah. Lenny thing. Yeah, the, the Lenny thing is like there was a part where he was bleeding because of whoever was the intruder. Was Did he slip and fall? Did uh, 
Did when he, he was giving the shots to her, did she go into shock while she was in the shower? That's why she was wrapped up into the the curtain. We we, we just don't know. And I mean, that, something happened to him. He was attacked, and it, like, I mean, I know everything's unreliable in this, but for the most part, everything it like all the visuals, all the scenes, all the stuff you see is pretty much real ish, except for. The, is she diabetic or not? It uh, is it though. That that's the that's the biggest thing is how much of you're still relying on things that you see based on his memory. So you never know for sure what it, uh, of that is real. And again, any of that credibility gets thrown out because of the diabetes thing. Yeah, and at the end, so that that's what makes this tricky. That this story goes is so open to interpretation on what actually happened. And it again you don't know because lenny when he finds out the so-called truth from teddy he doesn't say all right i've done my deal i i've caught the guy i'm i'm done doing it. he's like yeah fuck you and then he like writes on the picture that teddy's a liar and then the whole loop happens again because now he's gonna find another john g to go kill because he's gonna forget what he just fucking did so i don't know <laughs> and and that's what i like about the movie because I know a lot of people who want answers are just going to be pissed off. And that's mm -hmm. apparently uh, Nolan had an interview or a video. I don't know if it's on your DVD or Blu-ray as a extra content. There is a director's commentary and activating it is also like weird. You have to like choose a different memory option. And then it's like, which of these things is... Uh, which which of these things is a normal daily routine and it's like a b c d e and d is director's commentary and you have to choose that it's it's ridiculous yeah and uh he said there's a certain point where you, everything kind of connects uh which i kind of want to watch the movie again and probably the 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 in order uh version um if i could find that somewhere um it says it's based on a story by something Nolan. Is it his brother or someone he's related to? <laughs> yeah, brother. it's, it's brother. his brother. Brother, I which, figured. Yeah, which I've never read the book, but it's it's also a neat thing that it's, it's based on that book. I would wonder how much of that is, like, how much more depth there is in the book if, like, the book actually covers the greater picture and this the story that we have here is just, like, still a piece of that. It's or... just a short story, isn't it, I think? Yeah, I think so. Oh, it is. Yeah, you're right. So, yeah, I guess to be fair. It yeah, says one of the special features on the DVD is the short story. And I was like, how does that work? Am I going to, like, hit next for each page? That makes sense. But I, I didn't find comic. that. Mm. A motion comic, yeah. It's told in reverse. You read it like it's a manga. Mm. <laughs> God damn it. Every time he fucking showed up at the car, it jump scared me. <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't expect it. He's like, hey. And it's like, oh, shit. God damn. It's Cypher, god damn it! Cypher's the virus, damn it. I just realized he was Cypher, too. I like, I was yeah, like, what the fuck? Yeah, he looks totally different. people in this movie. Yeah, there are a lot of him and Carrie and Moss. Uh, Did you see Keanu Reeves? Did you see him? Yeah, he was in the background. Yeah, he was in the gorilla suit. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> no, something actually about the film... He, that he was the guy who sold his wife. <laughs> <laughs> The only like really consistent thing through the film, even though you are watching it again backwards, but still, it is the same thing. Anytime, all, nearly every time he and Teddy interact, specifically if they argue about anything, the, Teddy says the one thing that is consistent. And again, it's still not sure if he's just trying to brainwash him because of everything, but that doesn't matter because again, the memory loss thing is there. But uh, if the conditioning thing's any true, then it holds up. Uh, he always says to him, "You you don't know who you are." 
you you knew who you were, but you don't know who you are. And he, he keeps trying to tell him, like, you were, and he's trying to just reiterate the same things. You don't remember what had happened. You you only know what, or you remember all these things that happened prior to your accident, but you don't know what you've actually become. You're not the same person that you were before all this started. Um, and, you know, that's the big thing. You never get that answer. It's so unsettling is that we really don't know how much time, and they say it over and over, but it's really true. Like, you have no idea how much time has actually gone by since his wife had passed. Like, he could have be, be been doing this for a decade. Okay, um, question. Yeah. Is he talking to Teddy on the phone? That's, what's, yeah, that's what they say, because he says, I'm in the lobby, and he goes down to the lobby, and Teddy's there. Uh-huh. That felt yeah. weird yeah. to me, though. I don't know. Te- Teddy's also like... Some crooked cop's been calling you on the phone and fucking with you. He's laughing at you. He keeps slipping shit under your door. And and Leonard's like, how do you know that? He said, I, he told me. He thinks yeah. it's funny. And then he, later he comes out and says he's the cop. Teddy's clearly the guy doing it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think, I think, I think it, so. it comes out. Yeah, I think it, it's in the same way that they infer it, in the way that they infer, I mean, a lot more visually about how Natalie just literally waits enough time. Like, they get into an argument, and Lenny hits her. She goes out and sits in the car, waits for him to forget, and then comes back out and then it's like, yeah, Dot hit me. You beat me, beat the shit out of me. Like, it's just like that. Like, which her, her scenes are infuriating to see how she realizes how she can manipulate him. God, what a cunt. Uh, like, I think she's the least likable character, even though Teddy's probably the worst of it because people are actively dying because of what he's doing. But, Presumably, yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, the scene, like, the really unsettling thing, like, looking at him and, like, yelling all, like, the really awful shit at him. About I can just talk about how your wife's fucking whore and you know there is, all I mean, the hard R bombs. There's a different way to look at that though, because I mean, and obviously he's just trying to justify it and he's probably trying to brainwash Leonard. But uh Teddy does say, like, oh, you lied to yourself. We all lied to ourselves. Uh you needed to find the guy, so we found the guy, and then you forgot about it. So I just gave you another guy to find just to make you happy. Like mm-hmm. he he's lying to himself and he's lying to Leonard, but Maybe he does think what he's doing is the right thing because he's killing like you know druggies, drug addicts. Like he's not killing like you know a doctor or you know lawyers or like you know normal members of society. He's killing what he would consider bad people. Presumably he's a cop as long as he's not lying about that. It, yeah, so exactly. he's it, he thinks he's doing a good thing. He's just evil. Uh, on the other hand, Natalie is just evil. <laughs> she's just like she knows she's going to manipulate him, and she does. I yeah. I got a question because maybe this is how Nolan made it look like 15 minutes to pass, but every 15 minutes he, he loses his memory, right? I don't think, I think they ever, I don't think they ever specify how yeah, much it, time it has seems to, go to change. Yeah. They, yeah like, they, the one thing they give that to elude it is whenever he's going through the story with uh, Sammy and how the insulin story, like that's the only thing that really hits like 15 and then he, rewinds 15 then rewinds but uh it can be moment to moment is like if he's focused on an action and that actually comes up too when he's trying to find a pin and focus on something as long as he maintains his focus it's fine the moment something happens and breaks his focus the memory's gone Mm -hmm. because Uh, when she gets in the car natalie like mm -hmm. i guess in a sense maybe in his mind 15 minutes has passed and when she gets out but to us as the viewer it literally looks like what two minutes. She just goes right. in, goes in the car, looks at the mirror, yeah, co- comes back I felt out. Like more time, she, she should have like driven around the block or something at least. I think it's loud noises. It seems to be like a door slam. And that's what she yeah. did. She slammed her car door. And she's like, huh? 
He looks up and it's like blank. <laughs> Which this is, I mean, again, I don't know if you've ever met anyone, but uh, at least someone that is claiming to have these. Because that, that the number one reason to have enterograde amnesia is actually either trauma and you're repressing it or like some other underlying illness, which is what they were uh, STD, talking about. STD, right? Yeah, sure, yeah, STD. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, that's true. You, you could have issues related to, uh, like, Syphilis caused memory loss, right? Yeah, syph- syphilis causes a lot of issues related to psychosis, and, and you can have memory loss. He, he brings up uh, alcoholism, which can cause a, a condition known as Wernicke's encephalopathy, which will cause these memory loss issues. Um, there, there are a lot of con- different conditions that can cause it, but most of the time, there's a secondary issue. You can actually fix this because it's trauma-based or conversion disorder. Talk, talk. These people are fascinating to see. They're crazy because they're capable of a lot more if this is I don't, like I don't think they'd like you calling them crazy. Well, I mean crazy and like uh, crazy as uh, like the interesting crazy. Like, oh, that's crazy good or crazy cool. Uh, not, I, not, I know. Like, I get you. No, I they, they literally are. I mean, they literally are like psychotic in some ways because uh, they're very unpredictable because you have no idea how someone's going to react if they don't have their memory. If they literally just forget who they are right there and go to a dissociative state, they can become violent, combative. Uh, Somewhat in that vein, it's interesting that uh, he talks about how people don't believe someone with my condition, like because he's he's you know disabled or whatever. It's an interesting thing that they don't they don't play up or anything. I just thought it was interesting was in there. And I mean, that's very true though, because everyone tries to take advantage of him. I mean, she clearly shows she doesn't believe him. Mm -hmm. The only person that even at some point that might justify it, although we don't know if he's lying, is like you said, Teddy, because Teddy was the one that claims he was the cop that worked the case and he felt bad for him and said, you know what, maybe I can help him. But uh, we don't actually know if that's true. And that's the unsettling part. You don't get that closure to know how much of this is real or not. And then uh, the same thing with Natalie's character. You know, Natalie comes off like once you once you actually watch those scenes and realize in chronological order how they happen, she comes off as a horrible person. However, the first scene or interaction she has with him, she finds him in her uh, boyfriend's car, the, the guy she's meeting with, Jimmy, and finds him in the suit, and he's missing. So if she's connected the dots, she might have some type of lead or thought that he's killed her boyfriend, did, and did Teddy ha- Jimmy? Or- did Teddy have a badge? That's what yeah. I was about to bring up. Is he he shows it to people, but we never get a good look at it. Yeah, it's so quick that you never get any proof that he's actually a cop. Give me your badge Better. number. And that's intentional. Yeah. It's, a t- it's, it's Yeah, it could, it could very well be fake because that's the only thing we have to go on about him being a cop mm-hmm. is that badge that we never even see. And he's got his sidearms a revolver, but he says he's undercover, so I don't know. I, I don't know how much it matters, but we never, it's not like he's in uniform or a cruiser or something. All we have to go on is his word and a piece of metal that he could have just bought on the internet. Well, it's 1997 or something. Sure. So I, I don't know. There, there are a lot of really, really cool ideas about how this movie plays out. Uh, and if you pay attention to it, it makes sense. So one of them being Teddy's not real. I don't know if you've heard that or not. Ted, Teddy's actually not real. He's just psychotic. Teddy is a hallucination. And it's a justification for what he does. Yeah, uh, I can. Well, then, well, then who does the tattoo artist yell at when he comes in to give him clothes? Uh, I, I know. I'm just saying, like that's, that's, that's a theory. That's that's it, a dumb theory. Oh, that's just it's theory out there. But the idea that's is dumb. That, I'm that's saying it now. Well, whatever redditor came up with that? It's stupid, dumb, stupid. Come at me, stupid, dumb. But it it does mean that, like, the closure you get there is that if that's his hallucination, him killing 
Teddy at the beginning of the film is the closure to show that he has broken the cycle. And they talk about breaking the cycle just in a different way. But I agree. There are, there are clearly holes with that plot. Um, the other is uh, that, again, of course, his, his wife wasn't actually raped or murdered or that he's the one that killed her. Um, there's the idea about how Lenny, he gets, he, like, he visibly gets frustrated or, like, you can actually see on his face that the film, if he's called Lenny, he does, like, he responds to that, even though he has memory loss. He, he, he remembers in that longer term sense, he does not like being called Lenny. So, throughout the film that you see that, but uh, there's the idea that he, he could have actually killed his wife, and then, you know, some people, if they go through a traumatic event, um, accident, or again, just whether they, they go and snap into a rage or something, uh, like a crime of passion, then that could very well lead to them blocking off certain sections of their memory. So, again, there's the idea that he killed his wife, and now he's on this hunt using this as a narrative to say this is what happened in reality. He may have just been the one to kill her, and he can't. Silent Hill 2? Yeah, yeah, Silent Hill 2, effectively, yeah. Mm-hmm. Spoilers, 21 year old game spoilers. <sighs> No, it's actually the, it was actually the alien dog. The alien dog did it. Behind it was your computer. work all along. <laughs> well, it, it the whole Sammy and Lenny thing kind of blurs because, listen, like, it's such a coincidence that both Sammy and Lenny have the same, uh, you know, situation where their memories keeps on getting fucked, and um, there's a part. Uh, that's edited when he talks about Sammy being in the the loony bin, uh, and then when a guy passes Sammy, it it it's it's Lenny sitting there, so, so that kind of fucks you up. But then again, every time something is in this gray, uh, uh you know, uh, uh, this this grayness uh, scenes and shit, that's might be all in his head. Yeah. So okay, that's actually a good thing to talk about. If we're taking everything we see at face value, like that, at least we got to some type of truth. You know, there's not some extra ulterior motive, and we were lied to by Teddy and everything. Everything about Sammy, except for like the they they bring up the whole thing that Sammy was a con man. Everything that Sammy uh, had happen is actually a cover that he has fractured or made up out of his own memory to cover up what actually happened. And that you know his wife didn't die. Uh, she couldn't deal with the fact that he didn't have his memory back. She thought he was faking it. So then, whenever she called him out, she did. She's the one that tested him to see if he would stop. And he and he called her bluff and he killed her by overloading her with insulin. So Sammy's story is actually his. So at least at face value, that's it. So at the very least, the Sammy Jenkins thing, all that is bullshit. That's what Teddy says. Yeah, according yeah, according to Teddy. Yeah, and then, then again, that's that's where this movie is such a mind fuck because you don't know where the truth actually is. Uh, that's the whole point of it. You're just taking it, it. You're having to take one word or the other. And again, it, it's it's a neat perspective because again, if you are putting yourself behind as a viewer, you're putting yourself in Lenny's shoes, or you're or trying to figure out what the actual truth is. Or this Sammy story is real. But because of the trauma of his of Lenny's wife actually dying, he chooses not to remember things, uh, and that's why he keeps on going in his loop of you know killing John G's all of all of because then again that ending where he knows the truth and can possibly move on, 
he chooses not to do that and then he keeps on having the loop again with teddy so that could be another possible uh you know thing going on here that lenny just chooses to be in this his own purgatory in a sense of trauma yeah. well again you have to come to a certain uh there have to be a certain set of absolutes you have to decide when you're watching this if you have to one decide does he actually have the memory loss because again if there's also the possibility that this is all if he's just just off his rocker and is not and it's just all psychosis and it's just things where he's conveniently dropping certain parts of his memory but actually it's there then none of this holds weight at all right because you can't trust anything you see mm-hmm. whereas if he truly has this memory loss like if the accident actually happened he hit his head he actually has this memory loss then uh, the problem you run into then is it it is very convenient. Like there's a lot of coincidence in that there would be the, ex- the one other person that he would know that would have the exact same story as what to have happened to his wife. So the coincidence then adds up and it doesn't make sense. Um, but again, that's all taking. You have to, at one point you have to decide whether to believe what Teddy says or not, mm-hmm. because that's that's where all the weight is in the story. If not, then. There's, there's no idea to know what happened. Like, for all we know, he may not even have a wife. This, this could be full Joker, right? He doesn't uh, anymore. Joaquin huh? Phoenix, he just... <laughs> he never even had a wife. It turns out he married a mop, and he went on a TV show, and he killed Robert De Niro in front of a bunch of people. Like, More spoilers. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> well, you get what you fucking deserve. Spoilers. <laughs> Thank you. He saved it. <laughs> Well, this isn't a spoiler-free show. Hey, it's clean. See, it's, it's kind of clean there. Yeah. No, it's because it's dusk. That's a trick. That's a trick my dad taught me. He said, whenever you're trying to sell a used car, you always invite people to look at it at dusk because it always looks good. That's <laughs> <laughs> not a bad idea. This is it from experience? Uh, I, I assume. <laughs> <laughs> Shave your thigh. Does that say eat? Yeah, it's yeah. reminding him to eat. You shouldn't. Wouldn't you just wake up hungry? You just be like, I'm fucking. He said he remembers everything before anyway, so it's like it's hard know. to say. It's hard to say for sure. I, don't know. I think he was just drunk. Man, th- th- this whole scene was like sad too. Between Sam, no, yeah, I got, I got weepy. I don't like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I this is my other favorite part where he's like wakes up in the bathroom. He's like, oh, I don't, feel I don't like... feel drunk. Yeah, it's the everyone's favorite line, I think. <laughs> and then. And then he gets beat up by Dodd. The, the whole Dodd situation. So Natalie sends Dodd after him, pretty much. No, I don't think so. No, it's not, it's not real clear. I think only uh, fucking Teddy's explanation is like almost the only one that really makes any sense. Yeah, There's I think he's a guy that wants money. Yeah, I, I think he's right. I think Natalie's just no good. And she's probably does. I mean, like she says, um, my my boyfriend went to meet this guy with two hundred grand, and he never came back. And now this drug dealer thinks I have the money, but yeah. my boyfriend disappeared. And you know, we find out later that's because Leonard killed her boyfriend and like has the money in the back of his dirty Jaguar. So she needs to get rid of this guy, and she uses him to do it. Hmm. Yeah, because it's it's so weird, like how they end up meeting each other in a way. Because 
you know, the whole meeting and then getting killed and then stealing his dirty Jaguar. Um, and then when, when he pulls up to the bar, she's kind of like, oh, hey, Jimmy. Oh, you're not Jimmy, but you're wearing his clothes. Uh, and then, driving his car. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of suspicious, right? Yeah, and then the bar scene where he, they all spit in his fucking uh, drink, including himself, and he forgets. So... That's her testing him, by the way. I mean, it's a, it's a shitty way to do it, but it's definitely her testing him because she clearly sees that he's he does she does it in a way that he is fully aware and sees everything that happens, and then it, it's literally her way of trying to convince herself, okay, he's not full of shit. This is real. I'll give her so, that. It's just a crappy way to do it. When he kills that guy and he takes all his clothes and shit, is that where he gets the coaster from? It's in his it's in his jacket. Yeah, the, right? yeah. the note was for uh, Jimmy. That Natalie had given to him and put it in his pocket. Hey, well, I'm gonna go see my girlfriend after I pick up these amphetamines. It's gonna kick why, ass. But why the fuck would he need that note? It's his girlfriend. He knows where the fuck she works. I don't know. Maybe it's like <laughs> a. Maybe it's like she was going to work and she put the note in his pocket or something. I, I don't. Know. Maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe she's a new girlfriend and maybe she just got this job and didn't know where she she worked and she's like, here, here's a call. Oh wait, no, um. Teddy talks about how he because he finds all the coasters in the glove box. And he says this is how she gives him message. She writes messages on the back of these and gives them to him. Oh, the shit. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. So she it. did that like on the sly, and then he stuffed it in his pocket and went somewhere. Yeah, well, that's the thing too. There's all that connection. Teddy's connected in this because of the interaction with the drug dealers. The boyfriend that gets killed works for God. So like, it's all again. This is where that whole fractured sequencing fucks with you. If you th- like the whole the way this plays out, he's contacted with Teddy. Teddy lets him think that he found the guy that killed his wife. He kills him. Turns out he didn't. He kills the guy that was actually bringing money to Teddy. And they move forward after he makes the revelation. You know what? I'm gonna break the cycle. I'm gonna make Teddy my John G. I'm gonna kill him. As that starts, then uh, Dodd gets suspicious of where that money is. He finds the coaster. He finds um, uh, Natalie, and then. As that as unfolding, well, people are getting suspicious of where that money is. That's where she comes. That comes into play with Dodd coming after him because he thinks Dodd is like, "Oh, you you killed my guy and took my money, and like and took the jag." That's why he, you know shoots him and stuff. That's why he's like pissed at him, wants to kill him. He's like, "Yeah, you're fucking around with me and killed my guy and took all the money and shit." So uh, it makes more sense if you look at it in that order. But watching it this way, it's hard to put those pieces together. Mm whole other fucked up thing comes out of that sequence where he's in the car with him with uh teddy it's when he's telling him like you need not fucking trust her like yeah i see you got pictures you fucking write down don't trust her ass his handwriting's totally different when he writes that note he does it on purpose i think <laughs> that one time he just i guess he knows how to work write that one that specific way but he never writes that way ever again I think so, like, because he talks earlier in the movie about how you learn how to trust your own handwriting, and I think he did it mm-hmm. different on purpose. I, I, I mean, I uh, my handwriting's trash, but I like I could write in cursive as opposed to in regular print. Something. Yeah, like that. he so he talks about how you, he he's trying to condition himself to rely on instincts, and his instinct was telling him through conditioning not to trust Teddy because he already has a note that says don't believe his lies. So then when he goes and looks at the thing that says don't trust her, he then sees the note from him that says don't believe his lies and realizes it was a lie from him. So he scratches it out. So I agree. I think I think he does that differently for that reason, and that that's specifically why. 
I think that's, it, that's hard to catch because that's confusing. Yeah, because God damn it, man! It's like a dream where you like remember some things and other things you just don't for, you just forget. Uh, by the way, another favorite scene where he's trying to break in and then like that poor guy who answers the door gets fucking knocked. Yeah, I was thinking a lot about that. Like that, you know, it's kind of funny. Like you laugh out loud because he's like, "Sorry," even though the guy's like knocked down. I realized later they did it so that they could show you why he's looking at the eye hole because otherwise it would just show you an eye hole for a, several seconds. The light would be uninterrupted, and then he kicked the door in, and people would be like, "What?" You had, they had to show you how clever he is. Mm-hmm. He's so clever that he uh, looked at the note Doesn't upside down. Numbers, yeah. Dyslexia. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I I love how he gets into Dodd's pretty much room and shit, and then that's where he where we saw it in the beginning. Um, because each scene like starts like that. You'll get the beginning, and then you'll get the context of where he ended up here. But then even when you get the context, you're kind of just like, fuck, now I'm lost again. And it's great how it's edited like that. Um, the hooker scene where he doesn't bang the hooker. Uh, you think he does, but yes. then you realize he didn't. Yeah. Yeah. And he so he burns the items, too. Is that like his mind being like, I need to move on? So I need to burn the items and shit, or is he maybe burning it so he could keep this chase going? Because it looks like he has a bag, and what more of her items does she ha- does he have in that bag? You know, uh, he even says I've probably done this hundreds of times or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's it's like his brain is like restarting here. You're like, oh, gotta gotta keep on going. Gotta do this John G stuff. Um. Oh, there I go killing again. Yep. Oh, here I go killing again. Because <laughs> yeah, there's the book and the the clock and everything. And I, I love how he answers the door and she's like doing coke. Because <laughs> he, he, he instructed her. And that's where the loud noise comes in, right? The loud noise, uh, the, the, the closing of the door with Natalie. And then he gets, he loses his, uh, his, uh, concentration and then when he does the hooker or the hookers in the bed she slams the door and it kind of activates the uh you know the thing uh, of the situation the trauma so person person 6969 says the pers- nice, nice thank you thank you his perspective theme is that lenny is dealing with something traumatic and also struggling with his identity lenny also wants to believe that his actions have meaning I have to believe my actions still have meaning even if I don't remember them. Whether people know their identity seems to be something subjective, and in general, people will likely never know. What is real, though, are, are their actions in, their, uh, in that perspective. There are two levels of truth. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what this entire movie is, is dealing with that identity. So, I mean, that's, that's definitely an important aspect of this, is that uh, people will... People will bend the truth, they will distort the truth and distort their own memories in order to keep their identity, in order to protect our ideals. It's human nature to want to protect the core beliefs that we hold or core identity that we hold for ourselves. But he's failed Uh, that, right? Because, I mean, like you pointed out, Teddy keeps saying, oh, you're a completely different person now. Exactly. Yeah, and and that's that's exactly why this movie is so fascinating because people will, like you will, like people change over time anyway. 
But at the same time, people people will go drastic lengths and become the exact person they hate in order to identify as the hero. It's it's I know it's the the trope of you live you either die the hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. But well, it is kind of true, especially if in a in a different setting or scope. But uh, actions will take to protect our beliefs are extreme. Was there ever a theory about this, by the way? And I know theories are kind of just like fucking assholes. Everyone has one. Um, but what if all the assholes were working together? Like, what if Teddy, Natalie, Jimmy, and Dodd were all fucking swindling this one guy and they were working some plan? To what end? I don't know. That That's the thing is that they're fucking around with him. I mean, it doesn't seem like Jimmy was one of them because he gets his ass killed and they take his money. Oh, well, kind of, not really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's driving around with his money in the trunk. Yeah, he just doesn't know it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he got his Jag, so, you know, something in his suit. Jag yeah. full of money. Well, and that's the only thing, too, is that clearly Teddy is known in the periphery of these other people and he's not very well liked or discussed as a, as a good thing. So, yeah, there's they a weird thing where people that. seem to know about each other. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, even the, even the guy at the front desk was supposedly spying on him. Like, well, he, he called as soon as you started taking pictures of the signs, that kind of thing. So there's a very small cast, and they all seem to be connected somehow. Uh, Except this, for hey, that... That chick, she, she, she's, she's the only one that had any... She stuck to her gun. She's just doing her job, brother. She didn't, she didn't exploit him. She didn't. It was a transaction. Yeah, she's there. Just, she's, found, there it is. It's one person. It, the I prostitute is is the, <laughs> the innocent person in the story. She's, she's just an innocent coke using sex worker. It's not a big deal. Yeah. It's fine. It was a transaction. I bet she felt weirded out. But I was like, "Honey, you just made the easiest money you ever made in your entire life. Just take the money That's and leave." Those are the ones you got to worry about, the fucking weird ones. The ones where it's like, I need you to like, I need you to put this on and I need you to brush my hair. They say, they, yeah. they say, some guys just want to talk. Or what, you guys ever seen Leaving Las Vegas? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, the, the yeah. prostitute in that talks about that. Oh, a lot of guys just want to talk and blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. Well, what's I, funny about that is like, she instinctively thinks when he hands her the stuff, like she doesn't get what he's wanting to do. Clearly, that's okay. She, he's not explaining it. But he's like, oh, I just leave this stuff laying around. And then she, like, goes to mess with it. Like, she's thinking, oh, this okay, whatever, role play. And then he's like, no, no, don't do that. And he's like, wait, wait, what? You mean you don't? He's like, what the fuck are you doing, you weirdo? Like, you can see she's unsettled. She's like, well, where's this going? <laughs> she's probably afraid he's, gonna, he's about to murder her. Oh, sure. It, it's about, it's getting, we're getting closer. Like, if she takes it, if he takes her to a well, like, shit's about to get real. We're about to put lotion in a basket, you know? Uh basket. But we didn't get there, so that's that's okay. This this scene is fucking terrible too, because all she go, she goes there trying to find out his opinion, not like a corporate answer. And she's like, "I don't, I'm not appealing this. I just want to know, like, do you think he was faking?" And he just gave to such a corporate fucking answer that I got angry. Uh, assuming this really did happen, he was probably worried. Like, if he says the wrong thing, she's gonna say, "Ah, oh, there, oh, there, you, you lied. I'm gonna get that money now." Mm-hmm. He doesn't know that she's genuine. But I don't understand why he wouldn't just say, "Our official stance is that he is physically capable of making new memories. However, due to psychological strain, which we don't cover, he cannot." Like, I don't. It just seemed like he was providing too little information. 
But again, and, maybe the whole thing's fabricated. So who the fuck knows? Well, yeah, I yeah. mean, he he doesn't look real in these like things that he's talking about. Like, yeah, Sammy and his wife like look, look at that PlayStation One ass hair. Fake human. Yeah, he, <laughs> he just seems out of place. He seems really out of place in that. Um, and Teddy's always showing up in every like wherever he is. Hey, out of nowhere. I like Again, that always, you're that, supposed to leave town. Get out of town. And we that, find out later it's because he murdered a guy and Teddy thinks it's in his best interest to leave town. <laughs> that that that's where I think it is kind of neat with the idea of that Teddy's not real. However, again, that, that it gets blown out by the whole tattoo shop. Unless there's some other thing to explain that, but I don't have one. Because there are a lot of other things that are there, but there there's a glaring hole. By the way, what city does this take place in? Do they ever say? It looks LA. Yeah, I saw yeah. California plates, so I'm assuming LA. I see mostly California plates, but I think the Jag has Nevada plates. So I just wonder. The has, and there's Jack. an escort that he calls. Like, I don't realize you can get an escort anywhere, but it's like kind of more of a mm-hmm. Vegas thing. I don't know. It doesn't matter. I'm just curious. Yeah, I don't think it ever touches on that. I thought the uh, MS Tattoos was a good touch because uh, the like one of the executive producers of the film was named Emma. I don't know. Like, when they show that at the very, like, later on the end. They show the Emma's tattoo thing, and then immediately they show you the, like the executive producer thing, and it's uh, it's like the, one of the first names that comes up, and it's it's her. Oh. Uh, if it's convenient, I don't know if that it, it literally could be just coincidence, but I, I like to think that Nolan is like, given how nuanced this movie is, I don't think anything's a coincidence. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah, I, I don't know what the what to think about it. I I think that in my opinion. I think mostly because I want to have as much closure as possible, even though maybe this is less. I, I like to think that Teddy is telling the truth. That is how I leave the movie. And that Teddy is telling the truth and that we don't know how long he's been chasing this rabbit, but that he he found this person a long time ago. And he is now just not able to come to terms. Like he clearly he literally does not have the an, enough time to process the grief to actually move on. And they talk about that. Like, if you don't have short-term memory, you have no way to go through the stages of grieving. So he has no way of actually getting through what's happened. And then because of that, he's always on that endless cycle and he's slowly just distorting his own narrative to then justify the means of what he does because he wants to feel like he has meaning. Because what happens once he finds the killer? What, what does he have left in life? Uh, I believe the opposite, in fact, of what you believe. I don't I don't think Teddy's telling him the truth. Uh, I think he's telling some truth. I think he was probably... I think it's possible that he was a cop that was working on the case or was at least aware of it. But I think he is, in fact, a crooked cop and he's using him to an end. And he may have even, like, actually found the real killer for, at some point. But I think at this point, um, Lenny's a tool. But not in the derogatory sense, like in the like literal. Know, yeah, like, I can I can use him to get yeah. two hundred thousand dollars from this Jimmy guy, and probably you know other things as well. So I think he's lying to it because the one thing that sticks out to me, and I realize they they establish that he has invented previous memories just to justify things because his short term memory's gone, but he's supposed to remember everything from before. But obviously he doesn't because he invents a bunch of stuff about Sammy. But the fact that, um. He says, no, it was your wife who was the diabetic. I just, that's that's the one that sticks with me. Like, it seems outrageous that he wouldn't remember his wife was a diabetic. Like, it, presumably, she's a type 1 diabetic. 
and it's just it seems like it would be just such a huge part of her life and by extension his it's really difficult to think that he would wipe that all out of his head because like everywhere they would be like if they ever went on vacation or something like it would be part of that when they were dating it would have been part of that it would just it would have been omnipresent uh, that- okay uh, uh, all right so i, I want to cut you off there though because that that's where the crux of this is so and again that's why this is so interesting because like either of these points could be totally va- uh, valid right like that's that's what's great about this the the reason i'm hanging on that is again when you go through the those stages of grief the first one is denial he he literally can't move past denial like that that is literally the phase he is trapped in. he's in a purgatory of denial the rest of his life because of the trauma that's happened and it shows those little distortions i think it'd be totally viable he could have it's not that he forgot he he forgot he's intentionally blocking that and i can speak uh, not just from the medical side but from personal experience you can repress a memory and not remember something for years and it and it'd be something you'd think would be pretty important that you'd remember until until something happens that triggers that event from coming back up and then you have the other issues so uh that's a common trait with people that have ptsd it is very possible that he done that again if think about what happened to when he portrays what happened to sammy where sammy finds his wife dead after that loop where he you know he gave her insulin and doesn't remember it so for him the same thing would happen if he had moved on he still knows he loves his wife he, he maybe he doesn't remember all those things that happened but if he sees her die he is still grieving the process of her being dead and can't come to terms to it so he's trying to find some way to find that that monster that caused this to happen so he can get his retribution and it never happens that's the second half of mine as well because i in order for like and, and this is possible this is very possible that what it is but in order for what you're saying to be true and he sets this up i guess as well uh his memory loss would have to be psychological and not physical because Mm -hmm. parts of sammy's story are invented presumably after he lost his short-term memory if it really was his wife and he really did give her too much insulin and she died Mm -hmm. then that happened after his short-term memory loss why would he remember that detail that doesn't make any sense yeah well again the great part where you're watching right here where um he he talks to teddy um, and this was before he gets to Jaguar and stuff, but this is all grayed out. And I felt this scene was weird because remember where he's trying to take the picture and he's like, Oh no, this no, it's not here. Not he here. Somewhere else. Yeah. I think it's cause he doesn't want the hotel in the background. He doesn't want a location attached to it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And he tells him not to write his, he tells him to write Teddy, not to write the officer thing. He doesn't want him to write his name out. Cause that, that's another theory is that this guy that he's going around with the whole time actually is the person that like killed his wife. If that's the thing you believe and no wonder he would tell him that he's the, the diabetic and he finally figures it out or something, but you know, something that... else actually, I just thought of, this isn't as concrete, but both of us are going under the assumption that Teddy is or was a cop. However, um, Leonard himself says he worked with the cops a lot. He had a lot of contacts with the police. Wouldn't he have known him? previously maybe oh i see what you're saying yeah because if he was working with the police wouldn't he know someone who was involved with uh, homicide i assume well that's also assuming that he's always in the same setting or city where this happens like for all we know presumably it happens in san francisco where he lives well yeah but it could also be that he's moved from town to town uh 
Like, because there was oh. one thing where she asked about him being from around here or there, and that that comes up, and she he's like, no, because it comes up that he's been chasing someone around to one town or the other, and he can't remember. So that that in itself is it's still up in the air. That's why it's so fascinating. I love it because there, it's so open ended. Uh, so uh, now maybe my, to a frustrating degree, but see, this is where it fucks me up because like I don't know what's real, fake because this whole scene from when he gets out of his room, talks to Teddy, takes a picture of it, comes to this uh the house that we saw in the beginning, and then after he kills him, it's back to color. Yeah. So if if it's it's telling you we, we flipped we're in the other narrative now. Okay. I think I see where you're going with. You're trying to you're kind of looking at the idea that if everything in the gray is something he made up because mm-hmm. he's telling you the story, then why was that in gray? Is that kind of what you're going with? Yeah. Okay. No, I, th- I think that stuff's more or less legitimate. I mean, when you watch this goes without saying, I guess, but when you watch the the version that's that's linear, the normal one, it shows you all the black and white stuff first, and then all the color stuff because that's the order. That it's it backstory, happens. yeah, yeah, uh, that makes sense because it's it's all it, it's basically they use it as a way to break up the like it's a device to help break up the segments as they happen and they tell you little pieces, but as a whole, he's telling that story all in one go. Also, yeah. I think ultimately it's cooler this way that half of the movies that black and white uh, uh, jump back and the rest of it's color like normal. But man, I want to see this whole movie in black and white. I think it would look really good. It's already like very noir-ish. I just I like it a lot. But I'm I'm the weirdo who watched like all of Logan and Mad Max in black and white. So. Yeah, man. Uh, I mean, we, we could probably talk about this movie for a really long time um, because. Now I'm now I'm interested on in like seeing the uh, you know uh, in order and see what that's all about, and now I'm just like interested on that that part right there where because I th- oh, I I think in between when he's killing Jimmy, he was seeing like flashbacks of his wife being dead and stuff, and I'm like, well, what does that have to do? <laughs> like, is it is, did he dream about killing his wife? Is is that real? Um, which obviously I think it is. Um. But then, did he really kill Jimmy? Because when you see it in color, and when you see it in that different narrative, all you see him is just bloodied. And then Teddy walks in. So I don't know. I don't know. I mean, there's even arguments to, like, say, the logical gaps of... His story is that he was asleep, and he can just hear noises all of a sudden, and and then suddenly he wakes up and finds that his wife's being strangled. And I mean, don't get me wrong, people could break into your house and it'd be fairly silent. But uh, depending on how much of a struggle there was or how much other noise there was, um, again, that's, that can be a bit of a plot hole. It's like, how did you really not hear anything if your wife was struggling and was being raped and murdered? Uh, if it was that close, because it, it doesn't really show there's that much distance between the bedroom to where he goes. He can actually He's see a deep it. Deep sleeper. You, well, I right, but like. These are the types of things, too, that if you think about it, like, these are where the types of uh, things that ha- come up in interrogations where someone's giving their alibi or what happened, and then you find the holes in the story, and they don't make sense, and they're like, kind of just twisting those little things. Oh, well, it's actually like this. I'm a, like, I'm a deep sleeper, or something like that. It's like, fill in a, otherwise what would be a, a hole in the in the, your, your story. So, um, well, yeah. I, though there's one person I haven't heard from, and Zach, uh, what do you have to say oh, about so this good. movie? Yeah, let's 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 wrap it up. But Zach goes first. Yeah, yeah. This fucking sucks. 
it's a good movie, but I'm more of an Occam's Razor guy. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't really have much to say about it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's good. Yeah. It, 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 I'll go next. Uh, this movie, what I love about certain movies is it makes you think. And Christopher Nolan does that in like every fucking movie that he does. Even the Batman movies, you kind of just like, I got to think about this. That's not me, by the way. Um, but uh, I love Nolan, and I highly recommend this movie. So go watch it. Who's next? Wait, Zach, what do you mean by more of an Occam's Razor kind of guy? I don't know. I'm just I fucking take the movie at face value and just it is what it is. Sure. Rather than trying to like extrapolate from infer everything. I think that's okay. a trap you can get in. You can over extrapolate too much and you're just in a loop like this movie. But that's that's why I like this so much. But I'll, I'll get to my point at the end. I want to go last. Well, well that's not fair, I, Annie. I guess this is your your pick. I, I don't care. Go I'll, I'll go now. Uh, okay. Uh, also, Zach, I think it is my secret theory that it is that opinion of yours that would make you and David Lynch get along very well. But if we ever watch David Lynch movies, I'll get into why that's my opinion on that. Me and David Lynch get along fantastically. <laughs> Don't you know that? You're always turning in weather reports for him to read, right? Yeah. I always talk about, I was like, man, David Lynch is like my favorite toy, toy dumbass director guy because he's like, he makes a bunch of complicated bullshit. He's like, it's not what it seems. <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh that's 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 for david lynch month whenever that is um i like this movie a lot it's my top three favorite christopher nolan movies uh it's very unique like i said it's very noirish and i like noir i like detective stories and i really like um it's hard to uh, the mood of the movie like it's all just kind of i don't want to say drab but there's nothing flashy about the way the movie's portrayed everything's just like neutral realistic colors it all looks pretty realistic as it should and uh the soundtrack gives me total twin peaks vibes sometimes it's got that late oh, yeah. 90s early 2000s color grading yeah yeah i like it yeah sturdy yeah uh definitely recommend this film this is this is my second favorite nolan film and it's in my top 10 favorite films of all time wow uh, i really really like I, again maybe i'm just being an asshole, but I, I like that it fucks with your head in that way that you think too much about it. Well, you're going that this month. <laughs> yeah, now the caveat uh, to that is I have not watched Dunkirk. That's probably uh, an atrocity. I need to eventually watch it because I've heard a lot now, of great things. But... Don't, I don't expect too much from Dunkirk other than, I mean, it's a magnificent movie, but there's no, like, narrative. Oh, sure. It, it, like, the plot is straightforward, but just, like, the direction and how it's filmed and stuff is supposed to be great. I, I, I just need to watch it, so it's hard it's for me to say. Town. This is my... Oh, yeah. Well, naturally. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I just I didn't want to say, oh, this is, like, the best film ever, and I've, there's other movies I haven't watched, but uh, that being said, yeah, outside of, of one other film, this is my, my favorite. What's your favorite uh, Christopher Nolan movie? The Prestige. Oh, okay. We've watched yeah. that, by the way. If, yeah. uh, viewers are interested in our opinion. Yeah, the, the pre- I, you could argue, depending on my mood, The Prestige is my favorite movie, hands down. But mm-hmm. that's just, again, it's and it's the first Nolan film that I actually ever watched. Fun fact, uh, episode one of Big Trouble Podcast, me and Andy talked about Dunkirk when he first came out. That's oh, right! Yes. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. So the callbacks. Didn't mean to. There's a loop. Yeah, uh, just just for fun, uh, my favorite is Interstellar, though. I yeah, fucking love the movie. Same. <laughs> oh, Interstellar is number three for me, and I cried like a baby during that movie. 
I it was during a very rough time in my life anyway when that movie came out. Uh, someone really close to me died, and Oof. I watched that film. That I don't want to watch that film again because I, I'm a parent now. I'm sorry, I, I don't want to say it like that. Yeah, I'm don't really know. afraid of how I'll handle it because I have a daughter. I'll, I'll probably sob. <laughs> I named I named my computer Tars. Yeah. Uh, pretty cool. Once yeah. uh, one thing, it's funny. I know sidebar because we should move on, but uh, just a funny thing is watching so many movies with my wife. My wife hates Matt Damon. I don't know why. She thinks Matt Damon is the ultimate movie weasel. And that film like cemented it because we were watching it at, in theaters and in the middle of it, she's like, what the fuck's Matt Damon in this movie? <laughs> and we're watching it and then he ends up being a shitty weasel. And she's like, I told you he's always the weasel. Uh, fake. Was, fake. I was uh, I, <laughs> somewhat similarly, like I'm super excited about Oppenheimer coming out next uh-huh. year. That's the next Christopher oh. Nolan. And Cillian uh-huh. Murphy's in the lead. I fucking love him too. I was oh, looking at great. it on IMDb and like Robert Downey Jr.'s in it, a bunch of other cool people. And I was scrolling. I was like, why the fuck is Matt Damon in Oppenheimer? <laughs> like, mm. I don't know why it should matter to me. I actually like Matt Damon. But I'm still I, I do too. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The number of times I've tried to get her to watch like a variety of different films. So Matt Damon's in it. And she's like, uh, how much time does he have in this movie? Uh, it's more than like a quarter of it. Let's not watch it. And I'm like, what? Here, it's such a weird thing. Ask, ask her this and tell her Goodwill Hunting is a great movie with Robin Williams. Tell her Rob tell her first Robin Williams is in it and he's great, but Matt Damon's in it. Oh, uh, we've watched Goodwill Hunting. We're, uh, we're past that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, that's great. Honestly, I think I think the best Matt Damon movie, it's gotta be in be- between the departed or and this is a personal opinion, Ford versus Ferrari. He's great in that. He's good, really oh, I've good. I've never watched that. that. I, I'll definitely get down on the departed. That movie's awesome yeah. too. But yeah. uh but yeah, uh it's funny though. Uh he's randomly in the Thor Ragnarok film. Really? He, uh, yeah, he plays <laughs> one. He's one of the guys that. Uh, remember, whenever Loki is having, he's pretending to be Odin, and he's having them act out a Broadway like, like drama about how Loki sacrificed himself to save. Oh yeah, at the beginning, yeah. It's it's yeah. He's playing. He's playing one of the guys. I can't remember who the other person is. It's another famous actor, and then fucking Sam Neill is playing Odin in that. Like, go back and watch that. It, yeah, three random cameos like that in that film. It's. it's Fucking hilarious. Fun fact about Matt Damon: When the the Born movies came out, I used to go on the New York subway, and I used to be like autistic and just be like stare like him in the Born movies. Where remember the scene where he got caught by uh, uh, security and he's in the room arrested and he's they're interrogating him for questions and he's just like staring. And they're like, "Hello, hello." That's how I would look on the subway. I just stare into space. And people would try to talk to me, and I would just ignore them because I was a dick, and I just wanted to get off the subway too. This is typical New Yorkers. Yeah, we're assholes. Um, all right. Well, we had a nice little Matt Damon sidebar, I guess. But ultimately, we all liked Memento, and we all think people should see it, right? Yes. Yeah. What's yeah. the next movie, Andy? Uh, I guess someone determined it for us, so I guess we'll just go watch Black Swan now. Yeah. Uh, so we just pulled a memento on you. If it's if you watched if you watched the beginning of this, I said something. Actually, that's not memento at all. So I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I watched Black Swan by accident, and uh, it it fucked up my childhood. Uh, we're gonna talk about it next week. What, like so. retroactively? What? Yep, retroactively. What? But, what? What's yeah. wrong? Did you never listen to Swan Lake? Yeah, I incepted you, my, you my own childhood. Out, Benjamin you fucked out of ballet school, didn't you? Yeah. 
at art school. But... Well, anyway, we watched a Christopher Nolan movie, so now we're going to watch a Darren Aronofsky movie. So buckle in, fuckers. Whew, I'm excited. And if you have the chance, because Whiplash is not on our list, I don't think so. Um, after you watch Black Swan, watch Whiplash and compare those two movies. They are almost have the same arc. Well, I gotta ask something since I know for others that know I'm I'm the the fledgling uh, podcaster here. Have you all watched or reviewed Whiplash? No, we're gonna because I've already been thinking about that movie anyway as a list. So we're before you even know it, if you're watching regularly and following what movies we follow, you we will be getting to Whiplash before you know it. So spoiler, that's one of my He's four fat! coming up. He's fat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so All remember right. to watch Black Swan and then come back here and we'll discuss it. Uh, before we end every uh, episode, we do have news that matter to us. So Chaz, take us away. What is the news that matter to us? Oh, yeah. So in, in dorky uh, TCG land, um, Disney has announced uh, they have a partnership with a, a long-standing board gaming company. I don't remember the name of the company now. They help them make the villainous board games. Um, they are going to be going full-scale, family-friendly, collectible trade uh, trading card game uh, coming out in the fall. Um, I'm never trying to what this new card game is called. Uh, let me see if I can look it up here real quick. Uh, Lorcana. Disney, Disney's Lorcana. Um so effectively, they're going to go, and they actively are, are pursuing the same route of, of market as if they were making Pokemon TCG or Magic the Gathering. Actively been said that's what they're going for. Um, the big thing to take from this is that they're initially going to start with stories related to like classic fairy tales and make the, the card, I guess, the trading card game around characters from more classic Disney tales. But then they're going to expand, just like the villainous. I don't know if you've all played the villainous board games, which by the way, they're pretty fun. Um, they expand into Star Wars and Marvel. So this is actually one of the theorized reasons why Marvel has not had any uh, significant trading card game come out in, in a long while. Um, just I know they the, used to try every few years. They had this uh, a while back. There was this game. It's a series. It's, it's still kind of around but Hero Clicks. Um, yeah, I was going to say Hero Clicks. <laughs> that, yeah. was, that was their best attempt. Yeah, and, it, and there was like some muddy waters there anyway with rights and licensing fees, but it sounds like Disney's actively hoarded up a lot of rights. And this is also the same vein of why there's not been any major... Uh, there was actually a Star Wars game that came out that was very similar to like Warhammer, and it kind of phased out too. It's still around, but it's not gotten a lot of steam. And the thought is that that and the trading card games have died out because they're going to tie these uh, IPs into the Disney Warcona game. That, X, to... that X-Wing mini game I thought was pretty popular. Before. Yeah, X-Wing, that's it. X-Wing, yeah, yeah the minis. Yeah, it, it was. It, it was. Uh, when I lived in Roanoke, Virginia, um, funny enough, you know, I'm in the store I, I was at was one of like the leading trading card shops in the world for Magic the Gathering, and they would have like tons of Magic the Gathering events, and there would be a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh and Pokemon, and um, Force of Will was a really popular card game at that time. Um, but the only tabletop mini game they had at all. Was it Warhammer? Was it anything related to that? It was X-Wing. X-Wing was outrageously popular there. I don't know why. But anyway, uh, again, uh, for like what that means is that 
if Disney really is going to push really hard into this market, and who knows if they're going to go both online and in paper, but if they end up actually putting the money behind this, this could mean a big thing for a lot of TCG-related stuff. I mean, Pokemon's not overly expensive as it is. It's a big money suck because people will buy for kids, but if you buy the cards individually, the card, unless you're buying like really old cards for collective purposes, they're not that expensive. It's the collective purposes that get crazy. Whereas, mm -hmm. in order to play Magic, like Magic clearly... Magic the Gathering, in order to actually play, like, even Standard or Pioneer, which are, like, the two more recent types of editions, like, you're putting out hundreds of dollars just to play a deck that's going to rotate within a period of time. Um, so, like, you you put a ton of money into to Magic. It is definitely the heroine of the cardboard. You know right? what it feels like, though? Uh, it feels like, like, all four of us were used to trading card because back in our day, well, fuck, we played with fucking Pogs, for God's sake, and I love Pogs. Um... <laughs> But I, I, I truly think now I, I'm not saying every fucking Pokemon uh, collector um, is doing this, but it feels like the only reason why it got big is because of all the YouTubers making it big, uh, especially what's his face, uh, Logan Paul. Um, yeah, no, I mean, that was the, a contributing factor for sure. Yeah. And I don't know. I think Disney needs to wait more um to do this no way no way yeah. should they wait i mean after covid uh training card games exploded just like uh retro video games and a bunch of other shit like now yeah. might be the time to do it if anything you could argue what they're doing is to, it, like their release might be too late for the market because yeah they're, i, th they're I not think we're the best year. yeah um, yeah i can't wait to see everyone fucking posting about their pga rated 10 slab freaking pocahontas cards or whatever I, that, that's the thing is i don't know which way it's gonna go depends on how good the game is i guess but like magic the gathering people are concerned about how good a card is and how good it is in a deck and pokemon uh they just want uh pretty charizards that they can put in, under glass for the mm -hmm. rest of its life yeah the number of people that play like to the level like there's far more casual stuff although that the argument there too is like magic there's this idea um, that people are worried about how powerful the card is and, like, a certain number of people play to, to play competitively, but, like, by far more people are playing casually than they realize. And even Wizard has come out uh, more recently and in an effort to make more things available to casual formats like Commander because they realize the majority of their market base is from that. It's not from the competitive side. So uh, that, that in itself is its own thing, but... Um, I do think the one thing to remember, though, even before a lot of the streaming and the, the you know the YouTubers and influencers who were streaming opening boxes and different things before that even became a thing, Pokemon as an overall franchise is one of the was one of if not the highest selling uh, franchise. Period. So I mean, it has cards yeah, or in general, yeah, like all of it together. Like you take yeah, the no, video all, games, the TV, like everything together. All, it is yeah, nice all of it together. Pokemon is either the number one or number two highest grossing franchise in the history of the world. I can't exactly. remember if it's one or two. It's it's number one. I'm pretty sure. I uh, think it's number one because when you roll the games, the cards, the toys, and the shows all into one thing, so it's made more money than any other intellectual property in history. Yeah, and its mass appeal, I think, is because it's so popular in so many different forms of media, is what's made the trading card game big. That's what's helped the streamers. Like, you don't get as much of that for other trading card games because nobody gives a shit about that. Like, unless, like, there are very specific niches of people that are going to watch and play it, but the general public's not going to know what's going on with that. Whereas everybody knows what Pikachu is. Pikachu is as recognizable as Ronald McDonald or Jesus. And, like, that's, I know that sounds ridiculous to say, but that's true. 
Like, did you say Mauro Ronaldo and Jesus? Did you just say that? Ronald McDonald. Oh, (laughs) sorry, I rambled there. I think Pikachu's more recognizable than Ronald McDonald. They're phasing Ronald McDonald out. I don't even see him anymore. Hell, they sell Pikachu in the Happy Meals versus Ronald McDonald. So yes, I I would 100% agree. That's how a lot of this started, actually, for me recently. Is Evie gets a Happy Meal with Pokemon cards, loves Pikachu, wants to watch the show. And uh, you're like, oh, yeah, I started getting cards. Like, oh, shit, here we go. Here's the end. I told you, do not buy cards. <laughs> told you not to. Like that was going to change things. I'm like a werewolf, except the moon's out all the time. You gotta no watch offense, but it sounds like some fucking commie gobbledygook. <laughs> yeah. I was going to be mean, and after you talked about the news, be like, oh, yeah, Disney's coming out with this uh, whole trading guard game, and I was going to click that. I was like, oh, that's too mean. But I, I waited oh, up. Yeah. <laughs> I waited a little bit. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. It's pretty funny, though. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I, I'm interested to see where it goes. Uh, one thing that they mentioned is they're really focusing on, like I said, classic tales. So when they say classic, they mean, like, original uh, productions that had come out and one of the big ones they talked about with their like foils and their art brushes is fantasia so i'm i'm interested to see what that's going to look like i bet the art's gonna be pretty cool but we'll see what the game looks like all right uh i won't be buying it but i'm sure a lot of kids will um i i think there's gonna be a lot of adults buy it too like i'm not one of them but i just i feel like it Oh, I'm fucked. This is perfect storm. My wife. Hey, <laughs> now your wife's gonna get it. Oh, I'm cards. I'm totally bummed. My wife is a Disney nut. Like, absolutely, will throw. Like, I don't want to talk about the amount of money I threw to go to Disney this this past year. Like, yeah, there's a there's a big problem here because I I'm all into the nerdy trading card game shit. She's gonna be the Disney side, and then Evie's just the, the kid that if she asks enough for it annoyingly, she'll probably get it. So think about it though. Be yeah, like, I'm hey, screwed. be like, honey, I'll I'll get you the Disney trading card, but I get my Pokemon. And boom. I mean, that's 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 how we ended up with Evie. Evie's name is a compromise. Evie Evie's real full name is Evangeline, which is a character from a Disney movie, and her and the nickname is Evie for Pokemon. It's it's literally the blend. Like I'm fucked. Like I might as well just go ahead and plan on quitting whatever I'm doing, stream this shit all the time, and try to go to Worlds in 2025. So I'll see you all there. Well, if I ever have kids, they're all gonna be fucking Transformers. So Transform- I'm never. I'm the- <laughs> Starscream, put that down. <laughs> put that ice cream Bumblebee, down. Quit hitting your sister. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, I think that's all news. Uh, by the way, wrestling uh, is getting interesting. Um, Who cares? Yes. <laughs> but we told you, Andy, like the, the Miz situation where he got kidnapped. But now, That's he, fucking bizarre. He, now he has PT. I'll admit it's really interesting. However, if anyone wants to hear really interesting stuff, tune in to Getting Some Collar on Thursdays. Andy's like, wrestling. this. Wrestling. Cut it out of my, my podcast. You talk about stupid Pokemon bullshit for 15 minutes. Yeah, but we don't have a Pokemon show. You guys have a wrestling show. I mean, we might. We can do a Pokemon show soon. But here's I'm, what I don't get about wrestling. It's 85% who the fuck cares and 15% what the fuck? So I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to get into that. Like, I keep trying and I keep hitting the wrong. I keep hitting the downs. And then when I'm when I'm not watching, it's on the ups. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what to do. That's not nice to say. I'm kidding. Well, it was, it was 20 years ago. Wrestling fans have downs. It's all <laughs> 
It's because 20 years ago, they, that whole figure used to be flip-flopped. 85% was like, what, what the fuck's happening? And then 15% was who gives a shit. Yeah, no, I guess that's probably true, yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Anyway. Ah, man. What, are you picking a wedgie? What was that? <laughs> that my, fucking, my fucking stomach just decided to, like, gurgle out of nowhere. It was crazy. Well, let's wrap it up. Yeah. I just got to hit yep. the jaw. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Hurry before you shit yourself. You got two minutes. Go. Uh, if you want to – I know getting some color, we're not going to be doing it for a couple of weeks, right? Because you're uh, – at... I just gave you guys a plug. Now you got to do it. Next Thursday. Yeah, 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 we're skipping this Thursday. That's all we did two in a row the last two weeks. But the following Thursday, yeah. we should be still on. Yeah, we're doing. Um, I'm not all, tapping out yet. We're doing all out. We're uh, going to be watching yeah. AEW's pay per view. I'm probably I'm going to hit the highlights, the Zach version of the highlights for Clash of the Castle too. I've watched you guys hit highlights. It takes like two hours. No, no. <laughs> I, I hit highlights. But it, it, to be fair, I do fit in because we like we're going to do a brief touch on the news. Ninety minutes goes by. What the fuck did we all yell about? Fucking Vince Russo and Tony Khan. Yeah, it, what's funny about last episode? We uh, we were saying we're going to try to get it like maybe two hours. It was like three and a half hours, uh, but it's funny watching the, the the show because in the beginning we're all fucking hype, we're talking. Uh, in the beginning, Zach always like drowns out a little bit because we, me and me and Chaz get into our little conversations about AEW and stuff. Uh, so Zach is just hanging there until we get to the the main meaty part of the podcast where he's going over his notes of the pay per view, and then after that, <laughs> at the end, you just see me and Chaz be like. Uh, we're just drained, like we're yeah. falling apart. Yeah. So yeah, that's I, I, good. I mean, I no, no offense to anyone, but usually Zach is one of the best talkers of any of us, but he will never do it. Like I don't, oh, yeah. we need to raise his salary or something because usually he's he's too silent. Mm-hmm. Oh no, he jumps in. It, usually, I think it's a lot of it. He just like could care less about whatever uh, Dubs and I are going over. That's right. But, Same. Yeah. Same. Just, like, redacted. <laughs> Commando redacted. <laughs> I'm still here, just fucking... I'm going to wrap it up, guys. Uh, All right, everyone remember to watch Black Swan for next week. Thanks for tuning in. Dubs is having diarrhea. So no, it's not even that. I, I laughed so hard, my ribs are fucking hurting. And, and I'm, get, I'm getting, like, spaz outs in my fucking yeah. stomach. That uh, fucking meat flap earlier was already agitated. He, yeah. he fucking ruptured right. it. Well, yeah. go, pounds, go pounds and thumbs, everyone. Yeah. Uh, don't forget, you can listen to... Uh, Big Trouble Little Podcast anywhere you get podcasts Google, Amazon iTunes, it's everywhere I just didn't want to look like I was jerking off live on TV like fucking DSP <laughs> oh the camera was on uh, <laughs> uh, also catch uh, getting some color in a week, Thursday all the same places including right here where you're listening to us presently and um, new episodes of both the Nemesis Project and Podcasters Past Metal Gear are coming down the pike yeah. So, by all means, please enjoy all these things. We'll see you here next week for Black Swan. Thank you so much for listening. Yeah, do drugs. Uh, bye, guys. Bye. Consume. <laughs>